This episode is going to feature Dr. Oz. We're going to talk a lot of, about a lot of things, but we are going to talk about unity in the party and how important that is going forward. Also about energy and all of the other things that concern you and I. Before I do, I want to tell you about my pillow. Now, not only do they still have those comfy, cozy slippers I always tell you about, which would be great for Dad, for Father's Day, or any time, uh, I've got to tell you that now they have all-season slippers, and they have sandals. Oh, my God. And they come in different colors, and they're just as comfortable, and they mold to your feet. I wear them everywhere, everywhere. And they're beautiful, too. Comfortable, beautiful, and affordable. MyPillow.com for all-season slippers, the slippers I've always told you about, and now the sandals as well. MyPillow.com, promo code ROSE. They also make great gifts. But buy one for yourself. You deserve it. Unencumbered by political correctness, undeterred in her mission to spread the truth, unafraid to be a true conservative, she's unapologetic, uncompromising, unwavering, and an undeniably powerful voice when we need it most. This is my fight song. This is Rose Unplugged. Welcome to this episode of Rose Unplugged. So we're going to talk to Dr. Oz. And, and before I bring him on, you know, it's really important that we think about um, our unity in the party. And, you know, we've had a lot of differences going into the primary, right? And, you know, but you've got to remember this. We are guardians of the Constitution. And because we are, we must elect those who will uphold that great document. We must work together. What is wonderful about the process of elections is that we can cast a vote in the primary for our favorite candidate. But what we agree on, what we must agree on, is unity going into the general election. We must provide a united front toward victory in November, and we've got to do that um, in, the, in the Senate, especially where not just Pennsylvania is depending on this outcome, but the entire country. Our freedoms depend on it. Our children's future depends on it. So we have had our differences going into the primary, but but as, as Abraham Lincoln in his inaugural address in 1861, when he assumed leadership of a nation that was divided, he said, we are not enemies, but friends. We must not be enemies. Though passion may have strained, it must not break our bonds of affection. So today we talked to Dr. Oz. He's the Rep- um, Republican nominee for Senate. And we talk about unifying the party. Joining me today is Dr. Oz, who is, and this is the first time I had an opportunity to really interview him since he became the nominee for the Republican Party for the Senate race here in Pennsylvania. So congratulations on that, Dr. Oz. So glad to have you. Thank you very much, Rose. I remember in the very beginning of the campaign meeting you in Pittsburgh yes. and uh, being enthralled by your insights about what really matters to folks on the ground. And it has been reinforced by so many. So I'm, I'm blessed to be the nominee. I've been speaking with uh, some of my prior competitors. We've all come together and unified the party. They're endorsing me. I was with, uh, with Carla Sands last night in Harrisburg. I've spoken to David Cormick, who's kindly endorsed. Uh, Jeff Bartos is actually helping on the campaign. And is something similar in Philadelphia. So we all are aligned on the major crises that are facing 
our Commonwealth. And I just finished a, a wonderful half-day meeting with a big construction firm in Reading. And the, the, the frustration and fear in the eyes of people who are usually optimists and know what they can do and, and have confidence in themselves is there. And it's there because the Washington rules around things like energy have devastated people's personal savings, but also the ability of companies to remain competitive. You know, that's interesting, too. And the White House just recently shifted the blame from Putin to the oil companies, suggesting that the oil companies aren't patriotic enough um, uh, and they need to do the right thing. But the right thing, they've been prevented from doing the right thing. And suddenly now it's their fault. There there are no new refineries as a result of Biden's uh, uh, restrictions. And, and, and as soon as he became uh, the president, his administration has made that more difficult. And yet now the blame is being laid on the uh, on the shoulders of those oil companies just it just doesn't seem right it, they really Ro- just as Ro- long as they keep blaming other people they'll never get this right rose it's reprehensible it's not how americans dealt with problems we're brave people we own our problems and we address them he's doing the opposite and with the oil industry natural gas folks who provide base energy for our nation and its growth are being vilified and they're being hurt in ways that are invisible to the voter which is wrong if we decide that to get rid of all energy, then we as a nation need to vote on that. But they're doing reprehensible things uh, like telling banks not to loan them money. Uh, they're not being allowed to drill. Their, their permitting process has gotten long. They're adding extra taxes, rules and regulations that they know can't be followed. When I talk to leaders, patriotic Americans who are full when they're telling me some of these things, the White House won't call them back, won't engage them, won't be transparent, won't give them any confidence if they make hundreds of millions of dollars of investments in infrastructure, like a new drilling rig or a pipeline, that there won't be some time 18 months from now where some middle-level unelected bureaucrat says, you know what, we don't want you to have that anymore. We're shutting right. it down. Or an activist gets involved. Or a lawyer you know, sues them. And all of a sudden, they can't finish their project. Imagine if you're in that business. But the problem that I'm seeing now is a little bit more dangerous. There's a general sentiment among independents and even conservative Democrats, as well as a lot of Republicans, that... They're, they're allowing this disintegration of our energy infrastructure to happen on purpose, that there's an overt desire to raise energy prices, to reduce consumption, so people don't go on vacation, they don't uh, you know, invest in new businesses, they, they don't grow because consumption of fossil fuels is deemed to be harmful to the planet, and we'd rather save the planet than grow America. And that's a false narrative by the way just like much of what happened in covid was a false narrative and they made rules draconian rules mandates didn't make us safer but hurt us same thing is happening here as a scientist i see this and i will take on john fetterman for example who's in that camp who's to the left of joe biden on these issues and i'll fight for our right to be able to grow as a nation i mean it's emotional for me to today i was talking to two of the construction workers and one guy said i had to literally go out and just buy the amount of fuel oil for that day because I didn't have enough to afford oh it all. The, the other guy said he's canceled his vacation. They're going to stay at home because he can't afford it. He's got two young kids. He'd rather feed them. And the company itself is worried they're not going to have enough fuel. They, it's a, they need diesel fuel. They can't source it. They can't find fuel. So I'm not talking about expensive um, uh, you know, energy. I'm talking about no energy. Now imagine if you literally can't fill your car up. It's been since the early 70s since we faced this. But this is where we're headed. And it's, it's coming up on us pretty quickly. I mean, when they're telling us we can't buy baby formula 
infant formula because we ran out because of rules that didn't make sense. We're now told we don't have tampons. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are ridiculous examples, but not buying enough, not having enough energy to fuel industry shuts everything down. You know, and it's scary times we're living in. And I think as each day goes by and we learn more and more, for example, about the shortage now, the feminine products, which, by the way, many of the materials used for those products are derived from oil. But that and the shortage, baby for, uh, formula shortages, we were wondering now what's next. And we know that something will be next. We, we are on a, a terrible path right now uh, and a terrible decline, this economy. And I, if we don't have the right leadership in Washington, D.C., and have the right checks and balances. That's why it's so important that we elect Republicans. It's so important that you win your race against Fetterman because otherwise we'll have just more of the same. When you have Biden uh, endorsing and, and, and uh, uh, Fetterman, what does that tell you? That's more of the same. I'm sorry. That's scary to me. It's worse than the same. Fetterman is to the left of Joe Biden. Yeah, if you really think Joe is. Biden is too much of a problem, he's going to get yanked for the left. Here's a man who endorsed uh, Bernie Sanders and said, the two of them were the most progressive candidates in the country. He's endorsed socialized medicine. So get, he wants to get rid of private insurance companies for health care, uh, which is really a problem for a lot of Americans, especially seniors here in Pennsylvania. Uh, he doesn't believe that we've spent enough money on left uh, ideology projects. He wants trillions more invested, even though we have runaway inflation. He does not. He's soft on crime. He wants to release one third of all of our prison inmates, even violent offenders. Well, we've got a murder spree full. Um, and he doesn't believe in a, in a secure border. He with sanctuary cities, and I say no. We want a secure border. We, we want to have uh, safe cities. We need to have enough energy economy, and also to drop the inflation that's stripping away the savings of our seniors and rest of Americans. You know, putting us in a stranglehold. Well, senior citizens are now going back to work because they're not sure how they can survive on their social security and whatever other money they have coming in. This is, it's a really sad state of affairs right now. Um, we need to know that we're on the right path uh, to overcoming all of this and, and turning things around. And that's going to be a big job. It's going to be, a, what, what's one of the first things that you want to tackle in the Senate? Well, without question, energy policy, which yes, is actually yes. fairly straightforward. The good news here, I want people realizing that and certainly as I travel around the Commonwealth, I get excited. Because that shining city on the hill is not dimming. The, the brightness is in people's eyes. They know what to do. They just want the government out of their way. So I would open up drilling on federal lands, which we own, all of us. Anyone can hear my voice. Who's a U.S. citizen. We own federal lands. Open it up so we can begin to harvest the one-third of energy under those lands. We don't destroy them. We preserve them by cleanly harvesting energy. Second is send a clear message to the energy industry that they are national security imperative, which they are. Give them the confidence that if they make an investment, you'll protect them from unwarranted litigation, frivolous regulations for a certain number of years so they can actually get up and running and prove that they're as good as they say they are. And all this can be done while preserving our environment. The reality is the Green New Deal is a dishonest story. It cannot happen as a scientist, I'm telling you. It cannot happen the way it's designed, certainly not in the timeline that's been promised. We're walking around, we're going around begging other countries for their their oil, for their supplies, Countries that aren't even producing in the, in the cleanest possible way, which we can do, po- companies or countries that heat us here in America, and, and we're out there begging for something that we have under our feet, particularly here in Pennsylvania, the state that you will be representing. Well, that's the beautiful part about this whole story. We can help local communities. We can reduce energy costs as well as inflation. We can help make our country energy dominant, and we can help our allies overseas while making sure that our 
our enemies are, are kept in rain. All this we control, as you point out, right under our feet here in Pennsylvania, and yet we are sending the wrong message. Electing John Fetterman would reinforce that wrong message. You send me to Washington, we will change that, because nothing's going to happen in Washington until we get energy back on his feet. Yeah, I agree with you. Something I found delightful and want to pass on to you is that I was at your event Monday night, and I talked to a lot of people b- both before and after you spoke. But afterward, you know, people that I spoke to beforehand said, you know, I, I, I wasn't, Oz wasn't first on my list when I went to the voting polls. But now those that heard you then said, I really like this guy. And, you know, that's always been the thing. Once they hear what you have to say, once they spend a little time researching what you have said, uh, they really, really like you. And I liked that we saw um, people coming together, that even though we, we could all choose who we wanted in the primary, right now they understand, they seem to understand that going forward, there has to be unity in the party. Going forward, we can't take a chance of a Fetterman in the Senate. And, and I was very pleased to see that. You're kind to say it. I, I, same thing at an overflowing audience last night in Harrisburg and in Erie on Tuesday night met with farmers who packed the, the space. Same message always from what I hear back is, I get it. You can articulate what we are feeling. You bring caring and emotion into the discussion, but you got the facts right as well. And I think as a party, we want to have you know, the best ideas and we want messengers who can carry those ideas forward. And I commit to you to be able to do that. I'm proud that we are coming together. And as one of the leaders party said to me right after the election, he said, during the primary, everyone's entitled to their own personal opinion. But after the primary, no more. No after more. Pr- primary, now we've got to get together to make sure that a person who's going to vote with us 90% of the time, if not 100, is going to be our representative, not a person who's going to vote with us 0% of the time. You know, I, I was uh, telling my audience about um, Abraham Lincoln in his inaugural address in 1861, and he was assuming leadership of a nation that was divided at the time, as you well know. But one of the things he said, and I thought this is really um, relevant to us, particularly in the Republican Party, he said, we are not enemies, but friends. We must not be enemies. Though passion may have strained, and we experienced that during the primary, it must not break our bonds of affection. And, and I think the Republican voter is wise enough to heed those words. And I believe they believe those words in their heart as well going forward. Well, well Lincoln, who was a great orator, also said that we're not going to strengthen the weak by weakening the strong. Wow, that's and good. And that is, that is what the liberal agenda is right now. And I say, I want to help people who are struggling, but I'm not going to do it at the expense of people who have figured things out. Quite the opposite. Have the people who figure things out help the people who are struggling. That's what we've always done. We've always been the safety net for each other. They got not do that for us. We have to do that for each other. Yeah, very good. Oh, Dr. Oz, thank you so much and, and best wishes to you and safe travels as you go back and forth across this beautiful state of ours, Pennsylvania. Rose, God bless you for all the support. Stay well. Absolutely. You too. Bye-bye. This episode of Rose Unplugged is brought to you by MyPillow, MyPillow.com. Put in promo code ROSE for up to 66% off. And Hemp Lily, HempLily.com, promo code ROSE, 25% off. 